podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so get your comments in. We'll try our best to answer any questions too. Um, just before we start, I'd like to put our condolences out from all the boys to the family of Jimmy Miller, who sadly passed away this week. 12 years with Rangers, three league titles, five Scottish Cups, three League Cups, played as a centre forward for us, 317 appearances and 162 goals. Which isn't too shabby, but yeah, we'd just like to say our condolences um, to his family. So, before I introduce all the guys, because we've got a full house here tonight, um, Carney would just like to read out something first on the behalf of his uh, supporters club. So, yeah. Carney, take it away. Yes, thank you, mate. Yes, not the most negative, uh, the most positive way to start a pod, but um, I have to read something out um, on behalf of um, Skirley Moons Bay Rangers Supporters Club, who are my supporters club. So, Davy Horn uh, was a season ticket holder for many, many years and travelled to the games on the Moons Bay and Skirley Rangers Supporters Club bus. Sadly, David lost his life on Saturday evening in a tragic road traffic accident between Moons Bay and Inverkip. Davy was 59 years old, a family man with a wife and two kids. He'd a heart of gold and would do anything for anyone. We would love to hear a 59th minute applause ring round Ibrooks on Saturday in his memory, if at all possible. Uh, David will have numerous friends and ex-work colleagues in all four stands. His two kids will also be in attendance. RIP David, you'll be sadly missed by all who had the pleasure of, of knowing you. So terribly sad news. Uh, all of us here pass on our sincere condolences to David's family. And some eager live viewers will notice that I'm wearing my Skirmley Moons Bay Rangers Supporters Club t-shirt in memory of David tonight. Uh, he was a true gentleman. Uh, shared many a pint with David. Uh, a, a genuinely lovely man. So rest in peace, David. Uh, and Ibrooks, please do your thing. So yeah, no easy way to move on. So Ali, back to you, mate. Yeah, no, as Carney, as Carney says, obviously condolences to, to David's family from all four boys here. Um, and yeah, if we could get everyone in the 59th minute tomorrow to do a minute's applause, that'd be much appreciated. So it's not great to move on from here. our first two starts to the, the podcast, but we're um, just introducing the guys. Obviously, Carney's gone now. Um, I will start with Mr. Scott Gemmell. How are you today? Mr. Positive of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, firstly, just um, echo sorry the, the comments and the condolences there, eh? um, David, and then obviously Jimmy Miller as well. Um, but no, in terms of me, I'm doing all right. Apart, despite Rangers trying to do their utmost to frustrate me, I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh, before I introduce Ryan, Lorraine, thank you very much for that donation. That's very kind of you. I'll get Scotia pint tomorrow on the Viceroy, so <laughs> we look forward to that. So going from the, the positivity of the podcast, to a man who's probably in my camp, who's quite negative, along with Carney. It is Ryan. How are we doing it today, Ryan? Yeah, right, mate. I wondered where that was going there. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice Northern Irish green that comes up there, uh, Lorraine. Thank you very much for that duration. Uh, aye, same, same for me. I echo condolences to... I, I saw that actually tweeted. I didn't know David was from the same supporters club as Carney because I've not spoken to Carney today. So condolences go to his family and... Uh, me and the Cray Twins and my dad will be clapping tomorrow in the 59th minute in the government front, that's for sure. 
uh, I'm okay, still battling the man flu or flu 19, whatever you call it these days. I am uh, <laughs> all right, mate. This is my last weekend in the flat, so it's a, a big party and trashy place before I leave. <laughs> well, we might as well start, right? In fact, I'll, I'll keep you on here, Ryan. Um, the Dundee game on Wednesday night, me and Carney for our sins went along there for the quarter past eight kickoff. <laughs> I actually got an email from Rangers today to say me and Carney have actually been promoted to the gold tier of uh, my jails for having to put ourselves through 90 minutes of that on Wednesday. Take that back, mate, because some do think that's actually happened. Some do think that's true. <laughs> that's not happened. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> In case yeah, someone thinks joke. that is true. Is um, but no, Ryan, Wednesday night, obviously the team lineup was roughly what we thought. There was a couple of surprises in there. Players we probably thought were going to be arrested. But what was your thoughts on the game? Overall, For overall, <laughs> please do not swear. Uh, oh, the same as everybody. The same as everybody. Let's be honest. It was abysmal. It was absolutely abysmal. Rangers with a lineup. I can't believe that. I mean, John Lundstrom's like, assuming your phone's on dead battery to the point where the battery is actually flashing, and you know you need to get a charger soon. That's what John Lundstrom, John Lundstrom is desperate for a child, desperate for a rest. Surely the perfect game to give him it. No, no, no. John, get yourself out there and and do what you can. I, I was surprised at that. But, um, I said I said to the boys, I played the parent card, as you know, on Wednesday, and, and my dad played the grandparent card, and we did go to the game. Um, but I did say to the boys, do you want to watch this? It's up to you, like. I know it's hard watching just now, but we watched the full thing and I thought, you might argue with me here, but I thought we started well in terms of our tempo. Like it was a touch, a pass, a touch, a pass at the back. And I thought that's what I want to see on a Saturday. That's that's exactly what I want to see and everything will fall into place surely if we keep that tempo going up back to the safe pass. And the goal was well done, Steve Davis. I thought Steve Davis' energy was... Fantastic. The first half, he was picking up all the second balls. Thought Yilmaz looked very tidy. Turkish delight. I'm a fan of him. I do think he looks bright and looks as if he's got a bright future. I thought Scott Wright was pretty decent as well. Did a lot of cutting in. Kind of what I want to see Ryan Kent do. But Rangers in the home, Ali. Oh, my word. We just look... There's no getting away from it. We're not just like crawling over the line. We are... You're starting to worry that we're a really poor team. And they, they can't continue, as we say it every week and every pod, we say it. We cannot continue like this because we're going to get caught with our shorts down. There is no getting away from it. And something will need to change, whether it's formation or the, the, the confidence is gone in the team as well. You can see the negative balls constantly and hats off to you, especially if you stayed to the end, because that was acid on the eyes. It was horrible. Yeah, it was. And we'll come on to after that in terms of going forward with this Rangers team. But Scotia, I don't know what card you played on Wednesday night not to go to the game. Ryan had his um, get out of jail card with the boys and that. But um, obviously you didn't have to come to Ibrox on Wednesday night with me and Carney. I know you watched the game. What was your thoughts on it as well? Were you, have you got as a... I know you're quite positive in the podcast. We were all very negative about it and um, rightfully so. What was your? Um, can you bring any positivity to it? I know Yilmaz and um, Scott Wright. I thought linked up well, but what was your thoughts on the game? 
No, the, I mean, in terms of the card I played, I'm playing the CCCS card for me because it's, for some reason it's it's not working and it's not taking my money out. So um, as it didn't take it, I just decided not to kind of be bothered going along. Given the time is quarter past eight as well, I was like, that's a crap time. Just rushing back for trains and whatnot. But no, in terms of the game, no, I can't really get add much more in terms of positivity. I, like Ryan, I thought the first 25 minutes or so, it was a decent tempo in the team. You know, Davis scoring in 10 minutes. Yeah, looking good. Thought, like Ryan and yourselves, that um, when any time that Wright was playing out on the left-hand side, because they did start switching it up, it was actually maybe around the 25-minute mark yeah. that Sakala started drifting at points. But um, I thought Wright and um, Yilmaz linked up really well. They complemented each other really well. And it, it was something that I would like to see potentially in a few games going forwards, because I think Wright... We speak about Arfield like this, that his, his mind knows what to do, but he's just he's getting to that age where he can't do it. Whereas I think uh, Scott Wright's got a pretty decent footballing brain on him as well, but he's maybe just not got the, the ability. And that's maybe an overly critical of him, but not got the ability to pull off what he wants to do. I, I was quite impressed by them. Davis, like Ryan in the first half, I thought he was incredibly good. Um, but you could see that Davis is 38 years old because he did completely fall away in the, in the second half and that, that's that's a worry given where we are in terms of the midfielders that we've got available at the moment but that's that's the only positives I think I can really take from the game I am oh I am Roof Roof coming on Roof looked pretty decent when he came on so if and, and that's a big if if he can stay injury free then that's um, a, a good option to have in and about the squad but other than that the game was just after the, after that first 25 minutes it just gets so so boring Second half was a non-event. I was falling asleep in the couch watching it. It, it was that bad. Um, yeah, perplexed that he started with Lundstrom and um, Tavernier, and then he only made three subs. That that was. I was like, why are you doing that? I know maybe the circumstances of the game and the scoreline probably meant that he couldn't make those extra two changes that he would maybe have wanted to. But why um, Tav and Lundstrom are playing a full ninety minutes against Dundee? That really confuses me. Yeah, I mean, me and Carney said it, um, especially about Lundstrom. Like, why can't Steve Davis can do that role and Charlie McCann can be put in that midfield? There's no reason for Lundstrom to be there. Same with Tav, where he's trying to prove a point to say Tav's not injured, he can play every week. Um, I know he had Sands and, um, what do you call it, King of centre-half, so whether he wanted the experience in there. But again, I think you could have played Divine there. Uh Carney, obviously we done a, a post-match in the car at 10 to 11 at night, which was one of our latest podcasts, I'd say. Um, I'd imagine your thoughts haven't changed from, from Wednesday night in our post-match. <clears throat> Definitely not. No, they haven't changed me. I've only just thought out, I think. Uh, I, I, say, I, I feel like sometimes we, we are being a wee bit harsh on ourselves with how much we're being negative, negativity and all that. And we generally don't want to do it, but Nothing about Wednesday night was enjoyable. I mean, there was no part of it that was enjoyable. It was the most flat, uninspired performance I've I've witnessed in a long time against a rather rather poor side. And I don't think I don't think they will. I don't know, but I wouldn't believe the intention would have been to play Lundstrom and Tav for the full game. But because we hadn't scored, because we hadn't killed the game off, then we didn't really get the opportunity to do so. Uh, and we were left at points looking like we were holding, and we weren't really holding on, let's be honest, but we look, kind of felt like we were because 
we we've all seen that movie before, and we all sometimes sometimes the movie ends one way, sometimes the movie ends another. But no, there is nothing to nothing to to write home about from Wednesday night. Um, Yelmaz, yeah, positive after kind of watching the game back. He did fall out the game a bit, but he hasn't played a lot of football. Same as Scott Wright, maybe I was a wee bit blinkered by it because he was the only positive one. There was still some things that weren't great for him. But again, I'm never really going to criticise a winger for wanting to take his man on. That's what we all want to see all the time. Uh, and I felt like he kept trying to go forward. But apart from that, see the amount of times we've passed the ball side to side. We win the ball back. We pass the ball backwards. We kill momentum. It's just it's, it's a tough, tough watch. Uh, and Wednesday was not enjoyable at all. Not enjoyable. So no, mate, I haven't got any more positive about how poor Wednesday night was. Yeah, no, it's for me. It's it's a tempo in the Rangers team. It's so slow, lethargic, pedestrian. There's umpteen words to describe it, but it's just as a fan. I was speaking to somebody today at work, and he's going, "I but you're but you're winning the games," and it's true. We are winning the games. At the end of the day, that results matter. But we're all going to Ibrox with a, a kind of dread at the moment because we know something's coming in the post for us soon because we can't continually play this way. And get results, it will bite us in the arse going forward. Um, Scorch, I'll come to you moving forward. What do you think we need to do, or do you think we're just going to limp to this World Cup? I know we've been hampered with injuries, and which hasn't helped at all, Geo. But do you think you'll tinker with it, or do you just think you'll persist with what it is and try and get to this World Cup? Um, basically where we are in terms of behind Celtic or if not even above them, if they do drop points. But what's your thoughts moving forward? Yeah, I mean, Paul, we've got just under four weeks now left until we break up for yeah. the World Cup. I'd, honestly, given the amount of injuries we've got at the moment, which I did see in his um, press conference that he was joking about uh, on, I don't see an awful lot that he can do. Like changing the shape, there's not really players to change the shape. Could he start playing with two strikers? To be honest, I think the days of playing two strikers is kind of long gone now, unless you're playing with like a really old school Scottish manager or an old school British manager. Um, I don't really know what we can do. Do we? Obviously, the injuries are a big, big hamper for us. I know he did come out and say that Lowry is getting close. He played for the B team, or he might be playing for the B team this weekend as well. So getting Lowry back would be a huge advantage. Gives us a bit that kind of bit more attacking uh, impetus. But it's, it's, I do think that he's going to kind of just keep on going with what we've got, not really change the shape or formation. But something does need to kind of, kind of change. Do you? Like, I don't think Divine for me. If you switch him for Tav, I don't think he's quite your natural wing back type of player. That like, the way that Tav plays, I think he's more of your older school kind of right back that is more defensively minded. So I don't think that really helps us in terms of getting any attacking threat down that right-hand side, because to be honest, the right-hand side's almost non-existent at times at the moment, whereas in seasons gone by, it was a huge, huge asset for us. Um, yeah, I don't know, bringing McCann more often, I mean, he came on, he didn't look great on um, Wednesday night there, but neither did the vast majority of that team. I think we are, really because with the injuries, we're really hampered in what we can do, um, and it doesn't help that we've got the, these other two games in Europe uh, in between. Um, that'll just that'll disrupt the momentum. We could go out and play amazingly, and um, Saturday or tomorrow, and then we have a wee, wee trip to Campania on the, the Wednesday there, and 
that'll just I, I'm really really fearing Europe next week. It's not going to be <laughs> not going to be fun. Um, so fuck it. I don't. I honestly don't know. Where it, what yeah, it someone's going to score. even getting negative here. This this <laughs> is kind of showing what we're going through just now. Uh, oh, you mentioned Europe. Yeah. There. Sorry, I interrupted. But oh, no, God. but he's no, but I mean, it's it, it's true, Scotia. I mean, I'll, Ryan, I'll come to you. Moving forward with this Rangers team. I mean, he was asked in the press today, obviously our, our injury update, and I'll, I'll come on to ones later on, but the only guy that's coming back, um, Scotia mentioned Lowry, which I, I think a guy, I think he's a guy that could excite us as fans if we get him in the team soon. Um, Kamara is the only one who's due to come back, who for me has checked out this season. So for you moving forward, I know you're a huge fan of, of Yilmaz down that left-hand side. I know we've heard today he's taking a knock, but what would you do going forward to this World Cup break? Of course he's taking a knock. He's looking promising. <laughs> Why would he not be injured now? Um, I, I kind of get what Scotia's saying, but I think we, we need to see more for this team. Like, they need to start breaking the lines more often. See this shoehorn football that we're seeing week in, week out, where, like, I think I, think I could set a team up against Rangers and know how they're going to play. Like, give, let them have the ball, sit in your positions, and they'll shoehorn it round back and forward. Just try not let them get a good chance to Cholak. And that's the way I see it. And I want to see Lundstrom or whoever's playing midfield breaking the lines a bit more. Like, that that Davis goal was good in terms of he should never have been there for the rebound. It should be the striker or whatever. And I think we need to do that more often. Break the lines and just don't be scared to get out of your position. Do a bit of running off the ball wherever you're going, but don't be too scared to just st- stick in the city to, to break the lines and, and go and express yourself. It sounds stupid things that you would say to a kid when you're coaching kids, but it, it, it does look like that. They look as if they don't have confidence and when they've got the ball, they're like, right, I'll give it to somebody else, but I'll stay in my position, I'm doing my job. Not against teams like, no disrespect, Dundee and Livingston tomorrow. Go and have, when we've got the ball, I want to see movement. I want to see players up that pitch. I don't want to see Kent getting the ball on the left and Cholak's the only guy in the box or Tavier's maybe coming to his backside and there's only two guys in the box. And I hate I hate saying this, and I text this in the group chat the other night there. I did watch them for 45 minutes, which I very rarely do. And I watched that lot. There's seven or eight men up when they attack. Seven or eight men. I know we're not set up for that style and I'm not expecting Rangers to have seven or eight men on the attack, but don't be scared to flood the box just a bit more than we're doing because I think it's half the problem is we're not creating chances because we're not being brave enough on the ball. And again, that comes down to the management, comes down to the players. They need to fix it because for I like Jelmaz because he was playing the ball forward and you heard it on Sunday earlier. There was a big argument between people that Barisic People were on Barisic's back, the people were on Kent's back and saying Kent's not giving him the pass. See, Yilmaz, he was took the control, passed it straight away, then moved up the pitch. He was he was like a he was like a dog off the leash. He was I loved watching it. But seeing Scottish football, nine times out of ten when you're Rangers or Celtic, you're going to get away with that. And that's what I want to see. I think they need to just be a bit braver. And that's what we did. The season we won the league, it's virtually the same team. That's what we did. We were moving the ball and just breaking the lines and Attacking football, they need to attack a lot more than they are doing, and I know it's not Geo's style. That's what concerns me. Yeah, Carney. I mean, 
we are very safe as a football team. Um, I mean, we've all sort of sat here and wondered what is Gio's philosophy. One philosophy we do know of him is we keep the zero. That's that's what he wants to keep the zero. And if we get a goal, if, if we win one nil, I think he's quite happy with that because as long as we keep the zero. So going forward as well, it, it, like I said before, was and Scotia said, but obviously the injuries has has hampered us in terms of bringing boys in, but. Are you the same sort of thing as Scotia? And I'm probably in Scotia's camp in terms of do you think he's just going to try and limp this squad to the World Cup and just hope that we get maximum points? It's hard to say, right? Because I know on paper the way it looks and domestically we're very much still in things. We're still in everything. Um, Europe has been an absolute disaster from... um, from as soon as we got into the Champions League uh, proper, it's just been a, a disaster. But the target was always just to get there. The, the injuries again. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm really trying my hardest not to make excuses, and I'll explain why I'm not in a second. But the injuries will have played a part. They have to have played a part because it's affected everything that Gio wanted to do. Whether they had a say and who we brought in, etc. Whether it was only Ross Wilson again, that's all open for debate and something we'll probably never know. Maybe we'll find out if Gio ever was ever to go. He might. He might say. Oh, but uh, two seconds, Carney, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> honestly, <laughs> every week, Jimmy, Jimmy. man. Honestly, Sonny Malaga. Uh, this has to be. We have to name one of the pods after him. I'm telling you, this is yeah. that's ridiculous. Thank that's you ridiculous. so much, Jimmy. Actually, Malaga, right, mate. So da. Can you fly out of Malaga, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Surely you've got a helicopter. Give us fifty pound, mate. So you must be able to come and get pick us up. Uh, Jimmy, that's outstanding, mate. Honestly, thank you so much. I, I really don't know what to say. That's. That's that's crazy, crazy support for us. Um, thank you so so much. Uh, where was I? What was I talking about? God, that doesn't have to distract you. That um, no. of where we're going, what we're what we're planning to do. It, yeah, the injuries again haven't helped. We might find out more whether these Burgess players brought in, etc. All that. However, even the game on Wednesday night, we've got more than enough quality to be putting out a bit of performance and putting looking like a dangerous team. Um, I can't disagree with what. You have said we're safe. We are lacking bravery. We're full of players right now that don't want to take a risk. They don't want to be the one that anything falls on. So it will always be the safe pass. Um, and they are they're all starting to play inside their own heads, which is going to affect everything. It is just oh, there's a player. We'll just pass it there. There's a player. There's a pass. Nobody on this side side football stuff. Don't get me wrong, I think a lot of it will come back to Gio's philosophy, and I'm sure you'll come on and speak about the presser later. But he kept mentioning structure. He kept saying, don't know how many times he said structure today. And I was like, this is what it's all about for him. And he's saying if there's one or two really not performing within this structure, then pretty much everything collapses upon itself. That might be true to a certain extent, yes, but you're still playing against Dundee at the end of the day, and we still we still every time every time we won the ball, we reset. We immediately got the ball, passed it back to a centre half, passed it back to one of the wide player, one of the wide full backs, and we started again. I think we are going to limp through. I do. I genuinely do think it's going to be a, a case of limping through. Now, 
we could be completely wrong. Rangers could come out and win five 0 tomorrow, and all of a sudden we've got a positive podcast. <laughs> you don't know. We've spoke about the bipolar Rangers that we were. Yeah. It's just now, and that is exactly what it is. I don't really know what Rangers I expect to see tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I've got no idea, but I, I I can't help but think we are just hoping for the winter to come soon, the World Cup to come soon, so we can rest players that badly need rested and hopefully bring players back and recruit. We have to recruit. I don't care if everybody comes back for the first game after the World Cup. We need recruitment and it needs to get, Ross Wilson has to get this one correct because there has been far too many failures. So, yeah, but yeah, I am, I am in the agreement of let's just hope we get to Christmas and everything is the same, if not a little bit better. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean about bipolar Rangers. I was talking to Stuart a lot today and it wouldn't shock me if Rangers went out and won five nil tomorrow. That just would not shock me because that's that's the way they are, Rangers. Um but do I think they'll win five nil tomorrow? No. So there's a spoiler for my um, prediction <laughs> later on. Um but um aye, Scotia. You've me and Scotia talked, I mean uh, sorry, me and Carney talked about a man that you want to talk about on the podcast. Um John Lundstrom. We talked about how he wasn't dropped on Wednesday night, which I was shocked at to be honest. Um he was on a podcast with is it the, I'm not I don't really watch UFC, but Paddy is it the Paddy from UFC? Paddy the Paddy from UFC, yeah. Um and he basically said on the podcast that he's had an injury for the past three weeks, but he's told he can basically play on with it. Do you think that's a factor in his performance, or do you just think he's been shit out of form, to be honest? <laughs> Oh, I think it's all of all of the above, really, isn't it? I've I've not listened to the, that full podcast. I've only seen the wee clip that Ryan sent through to the group chat. So, like, all he's saying that he's had a scan and it found out that he had a wee tear in his ankle or something. But he said was told, "No, it's okay. It won't get any worse. You can play with that." So, you know, people just hear the news. He's got an injured ankle, but to me, that just sounds like it's it's just a wee strain on it. It's nothing too serious. But maybe it is a wee contributing factor. But I just think he's been. Been shit out of form. It's not helped that the players round about him and midfield are constantly getting chopped and changed, and they're not. You know, Jack was eventually it looked like he was starting to get on a wee bit of a game. Jack, and then Jack does what Jack does and goes out and gets injured for another couple of months. Um, yeah, Lundstrom's been really poor this season for me. Along him and along with Tav, of Kenny, they've went under the radar a wee bit for a couple of games because of the they've got that credit in the bank, but it's becoming glaringly obvious now and how. Him along with Tav were, were put into that team on Wednesday night. I've got no idea because if two players needed a rest, it was them. And um, not a rest because they're playing poorly and, and in case they are carrying wee knocks. I mean, Gio's said quite vehemently that they're not injured. Um, so you can only take what Gio says on face value. But no, for me, Lundstrom has not been at the stand. He's been at the standards of where he was this time last year when we were with Kenny. I don't think we were picking him in our team at this point last year. No. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, I think it's a combination of factors with Lundstrom. Team not playing well, the whole team not playing well, him potentially carrying a wee knock and him just being out of form as well. Yeah, I mean, we are completely threadbare with this squad at the moment and we, we play a game on Wednesday night and we play two of our most important players in, in Tav and Lundstrom for me and they oh, could easily get injured and Hump as he's been more going for. I don't know why I didn't arrest him. Um, Ryan, you said on the pod the other week you would arrest Lundstrom for Wednesday night, which we all agreed, and you also said you would arrest him tomorrow as well. 
mean, I know I spoke to Carney. I would rest John Lynch from tomorrow, but he won't. Um, are you still the opinion that we need to pull him out for a week or so? 100%. I think more so than, than Tava. I think Scotia hit a nail on the head. Those were the two players who it's clearly, clearly obvious need to need a spell out. They, not just for their form, they just they look shattered as well and their confidence. I saw Tav a couple of balls. It doesn't matter if your ankle's hanging off or not. A couple of passes that were just... I pass one of them out the pitch and they do, the two of them just look lacking in confidence. Their, their energy levels aren't there and the two of them are usually quite... Not box to box, well, Tavis, but they're energetic players of both of them, and I don't see it with them. I look, I look as if they're towing a caravan, both of them. And with Lundstrom, yeah, I absolutely love John Lundstrom. love him to bits, and I still do. And I hate seeing it because you can see he's struggling and how the management team can't see that. I don't know. The, the job that John Lundstrom does for us, I think, can be done by someone else. I think McCann can do it. I think Davies can do it. Kamara can do it. I don't think we're short numbers in terms of giving them a spell out. So I don't know what the thinking is in terms of that. And that's a poor excuse for Jamie Lowe there that because he's a new dad, I'm sorry, but being a new dad, boys, I've done it twice. It's a piece of piss. Piece of piss, lads. Aye, mate, so is aye. Uh, there's a wee fishing line. I'll get a wee fishing there for Carmen. Thank you. <laughs> Sacked, mate. Um, mate. I can't hear you. I might have to kick you for this podcast. <laughs> um... Aye, so in terms of Lundstrom, definitely I would drop him tomorrow. Do I think he will be? Nah. No, nah, it's... <sighs> to go back to Gio again, everything I think Rangers should do at the moment, Gio seems to do the opposite. And I'm not saying I should be the next manager of Rangers, but it's up to yourself, Rangers, if you're watching. I'll take the job. Um, aye, John Lundstrom should definitely be not even on the bench tomorrow. He should be dropped, Ali, for form and for fitness. Yeah, no, I agree, Carney. We've got two guys for me that can do his job tomorrow. Maybe we need him for Aberdeen, potentially at Ibrooks, but it's at Ibrooks. But in terms of Livingston tomorrow, we'll have all the ball tomorrow. Two guys for me that can play there is um, the maestro, Steve Davis, who can do it with his eyes closed. Or you bring Sands into that position and give him a go there. Would you do that? I mean, we both said, Carby, we, but we all know Lynchham's going to start tomorrow. Oh, Jim, honestly. Jimmy, man. Honestly, every time I come to you, Carney, was 50 quid getting flung at us. That's incredible, man. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, man. Uh, we, should keep these negative pod- <laughs> we should keep these negative podcasts up, by the way. <laughs> Maybe folk are giving us money to make us feel positive. But uh, no, thanks very much, Jim. No, I was, I was Amazing, basically saying, we basically said, Carney, that Lundstrom will play tomorrow, but are you in agreement with all the rest of the lads that tomorrow, especially, you would pull them out and put a Dave Davis probably or a, or a, a Sands in there? Yeah, I, I think the game to rest on what, however, was Wednesday night. Um, I don't think he will be rested for um, tomorrow's game. Uh, I won't, the reason I don't think he'll do the Sands. And there's because you have no cover at centre half, so it'll either be it's what it's we we've got two centre backs spaces and there's only three players to play it, so I, I would very much doubt that he would play Sands in the midfield for any time soon, any time soon. Uh, but yeah, Davis certainly, yeah, Davis Davis can certainly come in and do that job. Um, I I would play personally. I would play Davis tomorrow. I think he's more than capable of doing it. Um, 
Ian Morgan as well. Honestly, Thank you so much, here. mate. Um, <laughs> oh, the lads are, the deals are definitely on you guys tomorrow. That is for absolute I'm, sure. Oh, the I'm wondering if folk are just doing that because they don't, they don't want to hear your point, can they? They're just like, oh, shut him up, get money. Aye, because <laughs> I, get, I get confused and distracted and awkward, mate. Yeah, I know. Um, fantastic, Amazing. honestly. Support's unbelievable, it really is. Um, but yeah, where, where was I? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Lundstrom coming out and saying that he's got an injury, right? Oh, Justin, honestly. <laughs> Working <laughs> on you. I'm so he protects is God bless America, as Scott Arfield would say. God, God bless, bless America, America brother. God bless America for the homeland. Um, unbelievable. God, Guy, like, generally, everybody in the chat, that's, that's ridiculous tonight. Um, Wow, aye, that's Scotia, do they Scotia, do they all subscribe to your OnlyFans then? <laughs> do I don't know. I'll you give them discount code, Scotia. You give them <laughs> discount codes, man. Uh, amazing. Thank you, everybody. Honestly, this is uh, bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. I really do be, honestly uh, it's, we're running out of ways to say how much this means to us generally. Um, that's incredible. Um but yeah, I rest Lundstrom, but he went, carry on, mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, two o'clock tomorrow when you're sitting in the vice toy when the team comes out, John Lundstrom will be there. Draw Lundstrom will be there. It's probably a pointless discussion we just had there for five minutes, but you never know. (laughs) Um, But moving on to something that Ryan has been desperate for for the last year or so, and that is VAR. So tomorrow, actually, they put a thing up, Rangers, on their Twitter today about VAR. So there's four things in it. So it'll only come into play with a red card only, so not yellow cards, unless the yellow should be a red. It'll be in, it'll come into play for penalties, um, obviously goals, and the fourth one is mistaken identity. The thing we don't have with this VAR is goal line technology. So as we said before, we've probably got the cheap VAR, in terms of, but goal line technology is different, but we don't have that. So I know you've been a... Desperate for VAR, Ryan. The last year you've been um, shouting this podcast about VAR coming in. <laughs> Not. Um, I'll come to you first. Have you got your seatbelt ready to strap yourself in tomorrow? <laughs> I'll tell you, Ali. It's, I'm I'm quite anxious about it. I'm anxious that it's going to have teething problems. So yes, strap yourselves That's in. That's what Maxwell said. <laughs> Aye, it's going to have teething problems because. Uh, teething problems in England, Germany, everywhere that they've used it. So it is going to have teething problems. There's going to be moments that are going to be in the social media and we're going to laugh at and we're going to be at games where we're, we're just shaking our heads at how long it's taken and etc. for the decision. So it's going to happen. What I'm anxious about is that it's taking to take the fun out of football for me. I'm worried that I don't know about you guys, but certainly in Europa League, there was just a few moments where I didn't. I didn't take the handbrake off my celebration the way I would normally would have. Yeah. And then, you know, it just, it just didn't feel right because you knew VAR was maybe going to look at it. And I'm worried about that. I don't want it to take over the natural feeling because I do think, even though we slagged the Scottish game, I think we do have something special in Scotland in terms of we've got proper supporters in our stands. Whereas you look down in England and it's camera phones everywhere, tourists, you know what, you know what road I'm going down. And I don't want that to be taken away from Rangers. I don't want the the atmosphere and that that noise taken away when Rangers score because VAR might roll out. So that's what I'm anxious about. So, yeah, there's going to be teething problems with it. But I'm also looking forward to 
the first penalty we get with VAR and the first sender off for the other team and, and the meltdown that we get when we hear that um, it's Masons that are sitting there making the VAR decisions. That's the, the side that I am looking forward to. But I think, like any fan, slightly concerned and prepared for the teething problems, mate, because there's going to be some. Yeah, I'm the same as you in terms of celebrating a goal. I was the same in Europa League because in the back of your head, you're always waiting for VAR coming in and ruling it off or something. And it, it does take that emotion out of football. I agree it should be in, though, because I think the standard of refereeing, particularly in Scotland, is atrocious. Um, I think we will benefit majorly from it. I think Rangers and Celtic will benefit from it more than the smaller clubs because we're attacking these clubs more. And I think, I know a lot of folks say we get penalties all the time, but there will be more penalties to Rangers and Celtic moving forward because we attack these teams. You are Aye, I, just say, I just want to come in again there, like, that's another thing that I'm worried that we've got this kind of idea in my head that this is going to stop the rubbish refereeing. And it it's not. Like you think of the decisions that call the ones that always stick in my head is that the, the book and Bassey got at Hamden for called them and when no, sorry, when he got brought down and the guy didn't they only get booked and then he got brought down again. There's all these decisions where it's a hard foul and someone's not gonna book and then you're not getting you're not getting the fouls outside the box because VAR's not going to stop that. The referee's not going to stop the game and go, oh, did I get that one wrong? It's only if it leads to a goal or, as you say, penalties, etc., send it off. So I'm afraid, as just most people know this, but for the ones that don't, terrible referee in Scotland shall continue. <laughs> <laughs> Some positivity for Brian in the corner there. Um well, from Ryan, who obviously was a, was um, probably against VAR, and he came round to VAR at the sort of tail end of last season. But, um, Scotia, you've been a, a pro-VAR man all the way. Tomorrow, you've got VAR. I know you've you've you've, uh, you've been there in Europa League and obviously Champions League to w- witness it. But tomorrow, it comes in at the Scottish League for you. Um, are you looking forward to it? I am looking forward to it, but this is... A- this one, this bugged me a wee bit, and it's such a Scottish thing to do. Um, Vars getting introduced tonight in the Hibs recent Johnston game. Now, see if that game was televised. I would certainly sit down and watch that because it's got VAR and Scottish football for the first time. And I dare say, an awful lot of people that don't really watch other teams playing would probably sit and tune in just to see what happens in it. So it's like that happens. You're like, surely with the new TV deal, they could have been kind of you putting VAR into a game that that would get used in. They kind of drum up the numbers, but they, they haven't. But no, it's, I think it's really good that it's, that it's coming in. And it's been needed for a long time. Yes, there's going to be mistakes, like Ryan says, like Ian Maxwell came out and said, although he shouldn't have said it the way he did, <laughs> saying it's going to be a calamity for the first three months. There will be mistakes in it. We're going to have to get used to it. I think I listened to um, David Martindale's comments today as well. And um, he was he's, he was looking forward to getting introduced um, it's going to help. He said it would, it would help them. He, they've obviously what will be interesting in it, and I think this is the the big thing for me at the minute is we've been playing offsides with the referee raising their flag, flag automatically when they think they're offside. That gets cut out right now. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting because I think there's going to be you'll see a few wee errors over the first few weeks of that where linesmen will raise their flags when they shouldn't be raising their flags, and the ref will stop play when they shouldn't stop play. So that'll be frustrating. I think that video that we're talking about that Rangers put out, I think they took it from the, the SFA web, website. 
they released a, a, a Duncan, D- Duncan, what's his job? It's for Clyde one. Was he not the one that was sort of in the right? Gordon Duncan. Mick, Gordon Duncan. Yeah, right. Gordon Duncan, yeah. I, well, it's all, the, the SFA put out an article on Wednesday, and it's, it's quite a good article if anyone wants to go in and read it, because it kind of gives you examples of things of when it'll get used, what will happen, attacking phase of play, what they call, things like that. So it's in terms of when a team attacks, that's when they'll hit this button. If a goal happens, they'll go back to from then and reanalyze it. One thing I did see in it though was that there was this one confused me. So if a team's given a corner that's incorrect, but then score from that corner, VAR won't go back and correct it. I don't know if that's a whole VAR rule in itself, like that's played across the world or not. That just... <laughs> so if, if a team gets incorrectly gets given a corner, but and then they score from that corner. It'll count yeah, as a goal. It's not, well, it's so not a goal VAR, then. Yeah, but so I, I, I don't I, see. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that's VAR across the board. Oh, across the that's amazing. World. <laughs> that one gave you're me the, a uh, worry. You're the old Scotia, Why did you mention that, Scotia? Ryan had just been kind of brought around <laughs> semi to VAR now. He's way back <laughs> in the Get out. Get out, Maggie. <laughs> but I, no, I think it'll be a good thing. I do know that, like Ryan was saying there, that. It was obviously a, the VAR official that will have the, the say on it and it'll be their interpretation of it. But it does give him a chance to watch it back again, look at it and then say to the ref, because it will be the ref on the pitch that makes the final decision, go and have a look. So it gives the, the referee a chance to have that other look. Um, and like Ryan says as well, I think offsides are going to benefit us hugely if they work. Yeah, well, Carney, we were all, all thought we were going to Ibrooks tomorrow to watch some more Dross, but after I've listened to Scotia there, it sounds like it may be an entertainment, entertaining game tomorrow. <laughs> I've got a question for you, right? Oh, Andrew, we... you are, honestly. Carney, sorry, you just about to speak Every again. time I've gone. Every single time. So they're just sitting waiting, like, wait for Carney to speak, and then we'll just... We'll just Carney, do you know, there's, a, there's, there's certain establishments, so I'm told... That you can, if if certain people perform things, they, they give money, money to them and stick money down their top. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> a chicken dipper, yeah. Uh, a chicken uh, dipper. So it must be I, you, mate. You must be the one for it. Maybe, mate. Maybe, maybe it's my my good looks. I don't know. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> thank you so much. Honestly, that's incredible, mate. Um, yeah. But I anyway. Here's my question. Right, we all know Willie Collum. Yes, we all yes. know that Willie Collum likes to think he is knows best, it's Willie's ball, it's my rules kind of thing, we will play by my rules, do you honestly believe, genuinely do you honestly believe, and I'm not starting anything, I'm just being, I'm I'm thinking what I think of Willie Collum, he's got a, he's got something wrong on the park, right, the wee guy in his ear saying, Willie you've got that, you might want to go have a look at that again, do you honestly believe Willie Collum's going to go over to that screen and change his mind, I don't think so, I do not think so, I think we could all be agreement of that, that he won't do that. VAR can only be as good as your referees, in my opinion. Obviously, there's some stuff that are going, it's, it's black and white, either offside or you're not. It's that, that That's that's clear as day. But it's all perception of the rules of football and how they want to implement it through VAR. <laughs> we don't have full-time refs in this country and I think that's that was the starting block that's where we should have started before we get anywhere near that and we haven't done it and so these these guys are doing this maybe not tired but their their time off from their work they're going to do training on fire etc etc and 
look, I I wasn't filled with confidence, but when Ian Maxwell says it was going to be horrific <laughs> to start off with your life, <laughs> you just kind of got to... That's probably, you probably shouldn't be saying that, but look... If it's going to help us in the long run, I think it's going to help us regardless. I think there'll be there will be decisions that will go our way. There are going to be decisions that go against us. But the majority of the time against the teams that we play against, it'll probably benefit us more than 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 others. Um I would agree with that because not a lot of teams come tiebreaks and attack, so there's not really going to be much much in it. Um not going to be much in it in, in terms of that. But I mean boopsy. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. I've just got this. I, I can just imagine a, a perfectly good thirty-two inch Grundig sitting in the sitting at the corner of the uh, the corner of the um, technical area. Do you know what I mean? And like he's running over and like banging the side of the telly to try and get it to work. Uh, so no, we'll see. Look, it, it's going to help in the long run because some of the decisions that go against us are pretty bad. Um, but I, I still think it's all going to fall down to your quality of refs uh, and their perception of how it's going to go. So I think it will frustrate us uh, at times. I think it will benefit us at times, but I would agree with Ryan. I don't think the officiating is exactly going to get better. Yeah, no, that definitely won't get better. But I'd like to think having this tool, it will improve it um, in some way or another. Um, I was going to ask you, Scotia, because you're the brains of the podcast and you probably know this one. Cup competitions. I take it VAR's not in cup competitions going forward this season. It's just in the, the Premier Why? League. Why? Well, Why? Well, <laughs> Cumnock Juniors are playing Dumbarton in the Scottish Cup the night down, down in Cumnock. So, um, yeah, it's on BBC One or BBC Scotland. I doubt, I don't think it's in the Scottish Cup. It'll be Could in the final. Not? It'll be in the final. Will it be in the final? Will it be I'm in that? I'm certain it will be. I'm fairly certain right. it will be. That's your homework for the pod for next week. It won't be for it won't be down in Cumnock now. No chance. Um, No, I mean I knew I knew it wouldn't be for teams like that. But yeah. (laughs) See, before you move on from VAR, just take a wee round robin. And what time do you think this will have any impact? And what time the subway loyal leave? Given that games are going to have like 10, 12 minutes added on at the end. (laughs) That's a good point. I never thought about that. No. Ibrooks 1965, thank you for becoming a member, mate. Really appreciate that. Sorry, throw everybody goes off his head on. I know it's green. I can't get it changed. I'm trying. I'm trying to get that wee box changed, I promise. But thank you very much, mate, for becoming a member. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's your homework, Scotia, for next week. But um, yeah, in fact, on that, by the way, the, the Aberdeen game, who we play in the semi final, is on Sunday, the 15th. At three o'clock, we're always yeah, a Sunday. Celtic are half five on the Saturday. That was the one I wanted, but I knew deep down we'd get Sunday, so that's a Monday off of work for me. So, <laughs> moving forward, um, we have Livingston coming to Ibrox tomorrow, three o'clock on a Saturday. How it should be. The presser was about twenty minutes long today. Go to YouTube if you want to watch that. Big Cholak was there. They were asked mainly a lot about VAR. Big Cholak was a big bob, I think, to be honest, when they were asking about <laughs> VAR, as if he'd never played with VAR before. He kept saying, well, I've played with it. So um, you'd think these players have never played with VAR the way they talk to them about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. But the pressure for me, I want to know what's happening in terms of injuries and players coming back. So a positive, bringing a positive to the podcast, he thinks Goldson could be back in January which I think is a big boost for us going forward because I had in my head him ruled out for most of the season. So that was a positive. Um, I don't know whether it's a positive or not, but Glenn Kamara has had a 
a kind of ankle injury, went to a specialist, but he should be back for um, the Napoli game. So that should help in terms of the midfield because the midfield's obviously quite light. And the negative, which Ryan didn't like, was Ryan's Turkish delight. Yilmaz um, is injured at the moment, so hopefully he's available going forward. But on Livingston, um, they're kind of they're, their form's not bad at the moment. To be honest, they've played ten, they've won five, they've lost five, they've not drawn any games, they've won three out of the last five. Uh, the last game they beat St Johnston one nil. Um, looking at them, they don't score many goals. To be honest, they've got the big boy uh, Nubly up front. Um, they've always got a big guy up front. Livingston, a big guy up front, a big guy at the back. That's how these teams play. Um, but they've got big, uh, big Nubly up there. We struggled against them early on in the season. We were one nil down. We came back to win two one, two goals in the space of five minutes. I think it was a tough kick that won us the game. Um, uh, Ryan, I'll come to you tomorrow. Livingston, we all know how they'll play. Everyone knows how they'll play. They'll play with this big guy up front, Nubly. They'll play for set pieces. They'll play for setting balls off of him. It's going to be no surprise. Rangers will have all of the ball tomorrow. But we need to move the ball quick tomorrow. We need to go at Livingston instantly. We always say the first goal is crucial, especially against these teams that sit in. Um, what's your thoughts about tomorrow? My thoughts are I am envious of you going to the pub before the game. Um, it's going to be what we know it's going to be you know what game's coming tomorrow I think when you look at maybe like the St Murn game we got the goals I think tomorrow's going to be a tough game I think it's going to be a lot more physical than the St Murn game anytime I've seen that guy is, it, is that how you pronounce it? Nubly? Nubly aye Nubly he looks pretty decent to be fair um, so he could probably cause us a few problems but again, they've just got to, I agree with you, they've got to pass the ball so much quicker at the back, start it from the back as we always do, but the pass at the back's got to be so much quicker. Even if there's nothing in front of them, there's got to be, see when the centre-halves are zipping it between each other, it's got to be quicker. It doesn't matter if there's not a pass in front of you, make sure the intensity's there and make sure the intensity's going through the team. So that's what I would like to see tomorrow. I don't know whether I will see it or not, but um, yes, I see it. Um, but I'm just hoping that I'm potato, man. Hi, nice to meet you. Distracted there. Uh, sorry, that was my fault as well. Whether we do see it or not, I don't know. Whether we do see it or not, I don't know. But um, when you come to my school, like, you'll know what I'm thinking the type of game it'll be. I think Livingston, well, I think Livingston will score tomorrow. So there you go. That's the kind of type of game I think it'll be tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's another strap yourself in and let's hope Rangers get three points. Right, lads. For um, scores and predictions, I will be coming to Ryan first so we can end in a positive. So Scotia <laughs> will be the last one on this. Ryan will be first. Um, but um, one thing I noticed, Carney, in the Motherwell game, I noticed Motherwell used that big Van Veen up front and they targeted young King um, with the long balls. I thought King dealt with him well. Can you see Livingston playing the same card, because that big he's a big guy, he's, he's a handful. He looks decent, to be fair. Do you think they'll have the same kind of, they'll try and target Young King, who I think's been really good, to be fair? Yeah, I think they will. Look, Martindale makes no excuses for what he does as a manager, and when he goes to when he goes to uh, Parkhead or he goes to Ibrox, he, he goes there to 
to to to not to survive, but to try and get a draw. He, he doesn't really make head of it, and I, I I do quite like the guy um, for his honesty. I do. I think he, he's good for the game. <clears throat> I mean, his his team don't play very good football, but again, he's got to he's got to work within his parameters. I suppose. I do think they will do that, mate. It'll be one guy up top. It will be the other ten men behind the ball, um, and just hope that they can maybe catch us out. I, I think. I think King will. I think King will be fine. I, I don't really have a worry with him, especially. I mean, again, spoiler. I expect Davis, the Davies, to come back in, and I think he's looked very assured. And I think he'll be he'll be talking him through the game. So, yeah, it's probably the only real weapon in their armory. Um, Livingston is hopefully to get um, King isolated, um, maybe on a one on one. But again, I think some may be underestimating King. He, the even even on um, Wednesday night. At one point, he just showed a great turn of pace at one point, just when he, when he was chasing back. And I think I said to you, I said, oh, was, he was quick there. Uh, he was quick and it was against one of their wingers. I have no idea what his name was, but he was quite a small guy and had a bit of pace about him. But I, I, I think King will be just fine. And all of this, all of these games like this for King, are, are mega for his development. I mean, he has he's played at Anfield and like I know obviously it's not one to remember, but... <clears throat> He's played some massive games, and it's going to just stand him in good stead. And right now, the guy's living the dream. Like he's probably pinching himself, um, and he he'll not want to disappoint. And I, 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 we've seen some youth players come in before, and sometimes it's a wee bit hit or miss, and it's you're maybe expecting a wee bit more. I, not once have I thought yet he's had a shocker or he's not been particularly great. I think he looks. More than ready to make the step up to this to this team, and he's a, a more than ample um, filling for for Golden just now. I know obviously we're without options, but I, I'm more than I'm more confident with him at centre half than I am Sands. And Sands has been playing there the majority of the season, so I think that's probably the the biggest praise that I could give him. But yeah, that's probably what Livingston will attempt to do. But I've got no doubts that King will um, he'll fancy his chances as well. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's been. He's been really good, Leon King. Um, it looks like he's played there for years, to be honest. Doesn't he look like a boy, Leon King, at the back as well? Um, which you like for a centre-half, because he is going to be bullied in Scotland against these hammer throws that a lot of these teams have up front. That that was Motherwell's tactic at the weekend, and they thought they would get joy, and King, for me, dealt with that Van Veen brilliantly. Um, in fact, he get booked that Van Veen at one point. I think he was annoyed, because he just couldn't get the better of the King. And, um, no... He's done himself proud so far, so hopefully he keeps that up tomorrow. Scotia, what's your thoughts on tomorrow and how the game's maybe going to go? And obviously you're a defender at heart on the podcast on, <laughs> on young Leon King as well. And you're on mute as well, Scotia. That's a great blooper there. Well Brilliant. done, Scotia. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. There it is. There's the blooper, everybody. Yes. There you go. The one I've been, you've been I've waiting for. i a few weeks without doing a blooper. So, so close to the end, Scotia. <laughs> 55 <laughs> minutes. 55. <laughs> no bad, no bad. Um, on King, yeah, I think King's settled in really well to that, that back line. Get no qualms with him playing. He looks like, like you say, he's been there, there all the time. Um, so no, no worries with King. But the worry is if one of King or Davies gets injured, that's that's when you start properly worrying. Um, but no, I think I would really like the game to go as it did against St Mirren, rather than it being a game like it's went against the two teams from Dundee. Because those both of those games were absolute dross in our part. Um, so hopefully it goes like tomorrow. But then I look at you mentioned there that um, 
that have only scored, you know, they're one of the worst scorers in the league, Livingston, but they're the third best defensive. They've got the third best defensive yeah, record behind us in Celtic. Hearts put five yeah. by them one game, but they had a guy sent yeah. off, yeah. So they don't really concede very much, but hopefully we can kind of can change that. And one thing I did not think about as well is they've got young Stephen Kelly in their team now, and we could probably be doing with a player like Stephen Kelly <laughs> right about now. Um, one of those ones, him. There's a few ex-Rangers players in there, Jason Holt as well, obviously. As I say, I listened to Martindale's press conference earlier today, and it's quite good. Like Martindale comes across really well, like we, like we say, he's really entertaining to listen to. You know, um, he does realise that the what they're up against, but he's up going out there with a game plan that, to try and frustrate us. But hopefully, we can can play through that. But I was thinking about this. We were about this time last year. We were saying the exact same thing. Like oh, this game it'll be when we all sort of click into gear and everything starts happening. It's got this really same similar feeling about how we're speaking about the squad. Probably more negatively this season, given the results in Europe. But. Um, I'm hopeful that we can go out and put in a, in a decent performance being at home. Yeah, no, I'm the same. So, moving on to teams, scores and first goal scorer. Ryan, as I said, I will come to you first because I think you've got a surprising scoreline ready to give us. No, no, mate, no, no. Um, I'm going to go McGregor, Tav, King, Davies, Balmer. Um, I don't think he'll play this, but I would like to see it. I want to see Lundstrom and Sands midfield. I get what Carney's saying about Sands, but if anything happens to centre-half, you can always drop Sands in there during the game if you want if you do it. So I just feel I want to see Sands in midfield. Um, I think he deserves his chance. And I've gone Matondo on the left, Tillman right, and Cholak up front. I am going a good day, a convincing... 2-1 win for Rangers oh, uh, and it'll be penalty to Rangers Tavernier Well the positive of that Ryan is you put Rangers to win so we all want a Rangers win so that's a positive so mm-hmm. like I said I'll leave I'll leave Scotia to the end um, Carney same for you um, <clears throat> so This is what I think he will play um, McGregor Tavernier King Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom, Arfield, Tillman, Kent, Trolak, and Matondo is what I think he'll play. I, I, I'm, I'm quite. I, I know we've been saying about giving these players a sustained run in the team. Hence why Matondo didn't feature the other night. Wright did, even though Wright was quite impressive. I'm not sure. I don't think he wants to give anybody a sustained run in the team. But I could see Matondo coming back in. Um, but I'll go with that team. Um, I, I get. I would like to see Sands probably play in the midfield as well, but I just think the way we are just now at the back, I don't think he would risk it having the three centre-halves on the park at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'll go with that team. I'll go 2-0 Rangers, Tony Goals to get a double. Not bad. My team's pretty much the same as yours, bar one man, Carney. I'm going um, Shagger and goal, Tav, King, Davies. I would have played Yilmaz if he was available tomorrow, Ryan. Um, but Barisic is playing there. Lundstrom, as we said, will play. Scott Arfield, for me, will play because he didn't. He only played a 10, 15 minutes on Wednesday, whatever it was. Um, Tillman, again, has to play. He needs minutes through the middle. Um, Cholak, 
Kent one side of him, and I'm keeping with a man for Zambia on the <sighs> on the right hand side. I know Carney he blows hot and cold. Tomorrow he will blow hot. He did okay. it against he did it against uh, St Myrna Ibrox. So I'm going with a waka waka. <laughs> I'm going to increase the goal tally from Carney. I'm going three 0 Rangers. Tillman first goal scorer. And last but not least, Mr. Positivity. Take it away, Scotia. You'll have some mad lineup, no doubt. Well, no, there's there's right. There's four players that I do not want to see in the starting lineup, but there will be three, probably four of them, that will be in the starting lineup. So I'll give you the team that I want to see because you'll be able to fill in who these three or four players are. So I want I'll we'd go for McGregor, backline of Divine, King, Davies, and Barisic, Davis and McCann and Tillman in the middle. Right, Cholak and Matondo. And I'm going... I know we're not allowed to take Cholak as first goal scorer anymore, so I'm going 3-0 Rangers. Oh, Cholak will him. get his hat-trick. No, Cholak <laughs> will get his hat-trick. 3-0 Rangers. Oh, why? So I take it by the guys you don't think will play, it will be Divine. Um, Matondo. Scott. McCann. Matondo won't play. Well, no, no okay. Kent will be in. So the, Kent, you, Kent, Tav and Lundstrom will all play. But I don't think yeah. it should. Oh, great. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we've all said, all four of us have predicted a Rangers win tomorrow. It should be a Rangers win tomorrow. We are at Ibrox. We are playing Livingston. It should be. It's three o'clock on a Saturday. It's one I love. Um, we can have a couple of pints. I'm picking Carney up tomorrow, as usual. A couple of pints in the Viceroy. Pity Ryan won't be there. Um, so, yeah, it's been a great podcast. Thanks to everyone in the comments. Um, it's been fantastic. All of, all the people that donated tonight as well. I've lost count of who, who all did it. To be honest, every oh, time Carney opened his mouth, there was money getting flung at him. So <laughs> see if that happens tomorrow in the pub. But um, yeah, before before we go, I would like to thank all my guests. Um, first of all, Ryan, thank you very much for tonight. Thank you, mate. And I think I used the mute button more than I've ever used it during that uh, coughing constantly through that. So sorry about that. I will try and get my health back up to speed for next week. Thanks, everybody, in the, in the comments. I've been reading a lot of the comments. It's so positive, and it's great to see the support we're getting and the, the donations we're getting. I know you guys have already said it, but it's it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And, yeah, the boys will get a couple of beers, but the gaffer is well on top of it with that pot, and it's all about taking us to the next level, and you're playing your part. So you've... Definitely brought my mood up today, so thank you very much, everybody that's tuned in and enjoy the game tomorrow. Yes, I echo that. And everyone tunes in for a Scotia blooper, and he didn't disappoint tonight on the 55th minute as well. Scotia, I will see you tomorrow at the Viceroy. Uh, cheers. It's been, a, it's been a while, though, as well, since I've done a blooper, so I'm a wee bit disappointed with that, but at least it gives Carney something to do for the sort of end of season <laughs> wrap-up. <laughs> um, yeah, and all looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, I'll see you all tomorrow, and thanks to all the listeners and the, the contributions and the, the money you've put in there. Cheers. Yep, and last but not least, Mr <laughs> Scott Carney, after all those donations, I will be in the limo tomorrow picking you up at limo. <laughs> Aye, mate, I, I'll, I'll get the limo out, mate. I'll get it booked. Uh, no, I, I'll just echo what the guys are saying. Look, it's uh, it's not always easy doing podcasts when things are so negative around around the club, the way we're playing, the different results that we've had, but we will always continue to do so. And your feedback and the fact that you love our honesty is, is something that I... 
I, I hold quite close to my heart. I love it because I don't ever want to change from that. We are fans. We're always going to be fans first. And to get the contributions tonight, there with the donations, I mean, that's, that's just that's mental. And trust me, the lads will be getting beers bought tomorrow. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, that's absolutely tremendous. Uh, thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you, you three gentlemen. And uh, I'll steal Ali's line. Over to you now, Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Thank, thanks, thanks to all the lads coming on tonight. Um, thanks to everyone the comments, the donations, brilliant. I mean, we don't want to come on here and give negative podcasts all the time, but we said from day one, we'll um, we'll say what we see on the park. To be honest, we won't sugarcoat it, and hopefully tomorrow we will bring you a match reaction from the Viceroy, and it will be a very positive one. So, from the four of us, if you can, could like, share, um, it's been spectacular. We're over three thousand subscribers. Um, but yeah, keep keep hitting the like button. But we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will come back with a match reaction from the Viceroy tomorrow. Good night.